Hello, and welcome to Jen's Guide to Being a Grown-Up. I'm Jen Setrauer, and this is a podcast all about navigating life in your 20s. Here we have a lot of fun as we discuss what it's like to follow God into the somewhat daunting phase of life called adulthood. I have by no means mastered the sacred art of adulting, but I have plenty of wisdom and funny stories to share about how I have stumbled through this phase of my life. You're listening to Jen's Guide to Being a Grown-Up. Class is now in session. Hello, and welcome to Jen's Guide to Being a Grown-Up. I hope you are having a fabulous week. I know that I am as well. (laughs) Um, This week, one thing that I have been loving is coffee. Let's be real. I actually love coffee every week. Not going to lie. I drink like two to three to four cups a day. Um, And I try to I try to make excuses for it by saying I at least drink a liter of a liter of water for every cup of coffee that I have. I kind of give myself um, coffee as a reward for staying on my water drinking plan. So (laughs) for every liter of water I get, I also get a cup of coffee. Unless it's past 5 p.m. because nobody needs to be wired late at night. Unless it's a special occasion, of course. So um, for the past few weeks, I have been on um, a kind of detox food elimination diet called the Whole30. And it's really good for figuring out food groups that you have sensitivities to. Now, I'm not telling you this because I'm trying to be a health coach. But I'm telling you this to tell you that it's caused me to try a lot of new recipes and try different types of milk for my coffee. Because um, when you're on the Whole30, you cannot have dairy. So this is good for me because I love non-dairy milk. I love um, cashew milk and oat milk and almond milk. But finding it with no sugar can kind of be hard. Uh, That's another thing on the Whole30 is you can't have sugar unless it's naturally occurring in the fruit that you're eating, like my acai bowls that I mentioned last time. Still loving them. Got to be honest. Still loving not paying $8 for them. Um, (laughs) But so I wanted to tell you about a couple of creamers I have been loving. And one of those is a brand called Nut Pods. And so they have this um, creamer in several different flavors. Um, My favorite one is hazelnut because it reminds me of my grandma. She always gave me hazelnut coffee creamer when I was a kid. So love the Nut Pods hazelnut coffee creamer. It has a really nice texture, and I'm pretty sure it's made out of like hazelnuts and almonds. So if you're looking for a good non-dairy coffee creamer, that one is a highly recommend. And then my number one favorite, 10 out of 10 would recommend, would be... Um, canned full fat coconut milk. It is kind of, it takes a lot of effort to put it together. You have to like blend it up with warm water to make it smooth because when you open the can, usually there's a layer of thick coconut fat and water underneath. Maybe some of you guys are thinking (laughs) that sounds terrible and disgusting, (laughs) but you can't knock it till you try it. So you blend it up with some warm water put it in your coffee and you have an instant latte. It creates a nice foam on the top and it is 
delicious. Um, I Even when I'm not on the Whole30, I drink this as my preferred creamer because it is perfectly naturally sweet and doesn't actually taste like coconut milk. So for any of you out there that love coffee and are looking for a good non-dairy creamer, check it out. You will not be disappointed. Um, the brand that I usually use because it's easily accessible is the Thai Kitchen brand. But if I'm being honest, my favorite brand is the Trader Joe's full fat coconut milk. So good. So refreshing. So delicious. Well, today's episode is not about <laughs> coconut milk or non-dairy milk, but it's actually about something totally different. Today is Jen's guide to figuring out the will of God for your life. Whoa. Okay. So when I'm thinking about this topic, I'm thinking this is big and I don't really know if I have all of the answers, but that's kind of what Jen's guide to being a grown up is all about. This is my guide. And I'm just going to share with you kind of what I've gathered from the past couple of years. And the reason I wanted to talk about this topic is because this has been something even just looking back into some of my old journals, this has been one of those topics that I have like always kind of worried about. I've always thought, what is going to happen if I miss the will of God for my life? So when I was 18, um, I wanted to be a drama teacher. Um, I talked about this before on the episode about being a grown up. When I was 18, I wanted to be a drama teacher um, and then, or maybe even just be on Broadway, I don't know. But then I um, had an encounter with the Lord and I felt a call of God on my life to be in ministry. So I didn't really know how to go about that. So I went to college, majored in psychology because it was the closest thing that I could do to ministry <laughs> while still, um, you know, going to college. So during college, I was so busy and um, I was doing regular college during the day, Bible college at night, involved in several different jobs, involved in several different praise teams. I was a youth group leader at a super full plate, doing so many things for the kingdom of God, <laughs> but all the while wondering, God, am I in your will? Like, what if I'm missing it? What if I'm like wasting all of this time and missing something that you have planned for me and kind of just ruining the whole thing because I can't get it together? I even like had some moments where I struggled for my faith during college. Um, and then I decided um, a few years into college, I decided to go to the Ramp School of Ministry where I studied worship leadership. And even after that was finished, I couldn't really figure out what I was going to do after that. I was thinking, should I be a worship leader at a church? Should I go on the road? Should I like put together the songs I've written and put out an EP or an album? And then I had all these other random gifts that didn't even fit out, fit in with all of that. You know, I was doing art for fun all the while, and I started an art Instagram account, um, and I was wondering, should I be an artist? Um, and then after all of that, I ended up becoming a music teacher, <laughs> and I'm still not really sure what's next. 
But I ended up having a lot of peace about God's will whenever I learned about being led by the Holy Spirit. So what does the Bible actually say about the will of God? Well, let's see. One thing that we know about the will of God is that we need to pray so that His will can be established on the earth. We know that because Jesus teaches us about the Lord's Prayer in Matthew 6, where He tells us to pray, God, let your kingdom come and let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We also know that as we renew our minds, we're able to discern the will of God and live a good life that is pleasing to Him. We see that in Romans 12, Romans 12 too. Um, And then we also know that God actually gives us what we need to do um, to do His will. He gives us everything we need for that. He empowers us. We see that in Hebrews 13, 20 through 21. It says that He will equip us to do His will, working in us what is pleasing in His sight. Something else that we... um, Sorry, I'm going to cut right there. I thought I had another scripture. One of my favorite quotes that pertains to the will of God comes from the Westminster Catechism, which says, What is the chief end of man? Man's chief end is to glorify God and enjoy Him forever. I heard that quote when I was in Bible college, and it turned my world upside down. You mean I'm in the will of God when I'm glorifying God and enjoying Him? I looked around at my life and realized that I was doing that with a lot of the different things I was doing. So... I used to get so stressed out thinking that I was going to miss the will of God. I would think, oh, if I don't move at the right time, I might never meet the man that I'm supposed to marry. Or if I marry or if I major in the wrong thing in college, I might miss the career path that God has for me. If I spend money on the wrong thing, God won't be able to get me money for the other thing that I'm supposed to be spending my money on. I would stress out about God's will in the big things. I would stress out about His will in the small things. And I was so stressed out about missing His will that it was actually debilitating. It caused me to be paralyzed with fear so that I couldn't even take any actions. But obviously that's not what God wants for us. He doesn't want us to be so afraid of making a wrong step that we stay completely still. He wants us to keep following him and trusting him to that follow him and trust him that what we're doing is his will. God isn't hiding his will from us. He's not trying to make things really hard or difficult. (laughs) And I think that when we are loving him and following him with our daily lives, we really can't mess things up too much. I mean, he's God, isn't he? Isn't God much bigger than our humanity? So let that kind of give you some relief. You don't have to go on this quest of trying to figure out how to pull off God's will with your life. It's not this thing that's far out of reach. It's something that happens when we're living in Him, through Him, and for Him. So if you've been stressed out about how to fulfill the will of God in your life, take a deep breath. 
relax, and realize He's so much bigger than that. He's got this, and if you live your life following Him, you're gonna you're gonna be just fine. So now it's time for Jen's weekly tip. So. We don't always know word for word or step by step what the will of God for our life looks like, but God gives us guidance and principles to live by. So whenever I was trying to figure out um, the will of God for my life when I was in ministry school, I learned that there's actually so many different ways to follow God and hear from God and walk in His will. One of those ways that we can do that is by following peace. Have you ever been making a big decision in your life and you just feel totally at peace with it? You almost don't even have to think twice or pray about it a million times. You just have so much peace about making that decision. That's how I felt whenever I decided to move to Hamilton, Alabama to go to the Ramp School of Ministry. I felt like I don't even know that I even heard a word from the Lord, but I felt like there was this go in the inside of me that made me say, you know what? I know this doesn't make sense, but I'm going to do it. So I followed that piece all the way to this season of my life. Another way um, we can kind of follow the will of the Lord is by following what is called the inner witness. That's the voice that's inside of you that gives you little hints from time to time. I recognize the inner witness by this. Have you ever been leaving the house and you have this thought of, oh no, I left the stove on, but that wasn't even (laughs) on your mind at that point? That's the inner witness reminding you to go turn off the stove. Or have you ever lost your keys and you're thinking, I have no idea where they could be. And then randomly, like uh, like the light bulb moment, you remember that your keys are in a the third drawer in your bedroom underneath a pile of stuff. That's the inner witness. He's trying to uh, make you aware of these things. And he wants to show you um, and guide you through little things like finding your keys and picking the next place that you're going to go or the next thing you're going to do. Um, And I found that the more that I lean into the inner witness in my everyday decision-making, the easier it is when it comes to the big decision-making. Because if you're already kind of listening to the inner witness, the Holy Spirit, who is one with your spirit, if you're listening to Him every day telling you, uh, you probably shouldn't watch that, or you probably shouldn't go to that place, or you should definitely think about giving $10 to that girl. If you're listening to that voice every day, you're going to hear it super clearly when you have this thought of, oh, it's actually time to start this project or go to this place or do that thing. So following the inner witness is a great way to be led by the Spirit and um, walk step by step in step with the Holy Spirit. Um, One of my favorite, very favorite ways to follow the will of God is through dreams, prophetic words, and confirmation moments. That is one of the things that makes following God so fun and amazing. And I kind of get addicted to it, if I'm being honest. I love 
um, the way that the Lord speaks to me through dreams and prophetic words and confirming things through my community. And it's one of those things that I find that the more you honor those things, the more you'll see it happening in your life. The more that you have dreams and start to search out what they could possibly mean and write them down, the more dreams you're going to have. The more that you honor and place weight on the prophetic words that somebody's spoken over you, the more of those that you tend to get. And the more that you celebrate um, God confirming the things He's spoken to you, the more you see that continually um, active in your life. So that's another way that the Lord helps us to do His will. And one super easy one that kind of goes along with following peace is one that's talked about a lot in the um, New Testament church and in the church of Acts. Um, it says that a lot of them would do things that seemed good. So that's like one of those other things like following peace when you feel like, oh, I don't know, I just gave that person money because it seemed good. Um, or I don't know, I was on my way to this place, but I ended up going to that other place because it seemed good. Here's one kind of fun story about when I did something that seemed good and it, um, it ended with me getting something I had wanted for a while. When I was in college, there was a Goodwill thrift store across the street from my college. And when I was in college, I really, really, I don't really know why now, but I really, really wanted a members-only jacket, like a vintage members-only jacket. And I looked all over online for them, and they were all like $50, $60, $70. And I was on a college budget, baby. I can't be spending $50 on a members-only jacket. So one day I was leaving school. I was going to go home and work on my homework and do whatever. And I had this thought of like, you know, it would, it seems good to me to just go check out Goodwill right now to just, I don't know, like I, it wasn't something I had planned, but I just feel like I should. So I go to Goodwill, I go to the jacket section and I immediately see, um, a khaki members only jacket in my size hanging up in the very front of all the jackets. And I knew that was like a God wink of like just following him into this simple promise that wouldn't have been a big deal to anybody else. I don't really know who would want a members only jacket, but I wanted it and the Lord let me have it. And it was only like $3. So that's like when we learn how to follow God and the things that seem good that are simple, like getting a jacket, we can follow him in the big things when we follow what seems good and some of those bigger decisions. Um, but I would say my ultimate tip for walking in the will of God is to plant yourself and wait for God to act. You just go uh, to the place that He's called you to, to be in, and you just let yourself get rooted and planted there and wait for God to bring the increase to your life. Being in the will of God isn't something that's super stressful or hard. Um, it's something that just comes when we love Him and we follow Him. Now here is Jen's guide to quiet time. Every week I love to give you a scripture and a few different questions that you can use to meditate and reflect on that scripture. 
So today I am going to be sharing one of my favorite passages of all time. I feel like I say that every week because I pick my favorite scriptures because, well, it's my podcast and I can pick whatever scriptures I want. So why not pick my favorite ones? So this week I have picked Psalm chapter one and it has affected my life so, so, so much. It's like one of those scriptures of like when somebody else is talking about it, I'm like, hey, that's my scripture. Like, it's mine. Back off. But I want everyone to benefit from the beautiful promises found in Psalm 1. So, um, but it's been one of those scriptures I've been meditating on for years and years and years. And I remember the first time um, I was ever practicing scripture meditation when I was a teenager, I just started in Psalms because I was like, well, this is a poetic, uh, a poetic book. And I feel like it would be easier to meditate on the Psalms than anything else in the Bible. So I started in Psalm one and I remember looking at the words in my Bible and thinking, <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to meditate on this because none of this is like resonating with me. And after years of meditating on this scripture, whenever I read it, just the words jump off the page to me and become life. And I have memories and moments of my life that I connect to these words. And I hope that that can be a reality for you too. Another fun thing about Psalm 1 is that this has been something that has been coming up over and over and over again in prophetic words and prayers that have been prayed over me when people have not even known that this has been like a scripture that's very important to me. And I feel like the Lord has even used it as a sign for me, confirming that I was where I was supposed to be. I was in the right place at the right time. And kind of just like I said earlier, like a God wink of, you haven't missed it. In fact, you are right on time. And um, there would even be times and seasons in my life where I was praying like, God, please give me direction on what I'm supposed to be doing, where I'm supposed to be going. And I would even say this, um, the scripture is about being a tree that's planted. And I would say, Lord, if I'm supposed to be doing this thing, could you, could you give me, um, a sign through Psalm one, like let someone pray over me this scripture. And I didn't tell a soul about this. And well, now that it's on this podcast episode, you know, I'm putting it out there. So it's public and it's not really my private thing with the Lord anymore, but Time after time, every time it was a moment where I was like, Lord, am I transitioning into this thing? Am I supposed to be moving into that thing? Um, people would pray that over me. They would just find me and say, Jen, I don't know what it is, but I hear the Lord saying, Psalm 1, you're like a tree planted by streams of water. And so it's been one of those scriptures for me that's carried so much wisdom on how exactly to fulfill God's will for your life. So today I'm going to be reading it in the New American Standard Bible. And um, it's just six verses, so I'm going to read the whole thing, and it goes like this. How blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. 
and in his law he meditates day and night. He will be like a tree firmly planted by streams of water, which yields fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither, and in whatever he does, he prospers. The wicked are not so, but they are like the chaff which the wind drives away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. And then it ends with this, for the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the wicked will perish. So here are my meditation and reflection questions for this week. And a lot of them are kind of based around that first verse. So the first question is, in what areas of my life am I walking in the counsel of the wicked? Another way you could ask that is, am I allowing my values, my thoughts, my desires to be shaped by people and world systems? Or am I being counseled by the word of God and the enlightening of the Holy Spirit? The next question is this, in what areas of my life am I standing in the path of sinners? In other words, in what ways am I thinking and acting the same way that somebody that lives without God would think and act? My next question is this, in what areas of my life am I sitting in the the seat of scoffers? Another way you could ask that is, in what areas of my life do I doubt the goodness and the power of God to come through for me? And my last question is, what area do I want to see prosper? So I want to encourage you to put this into action this week. Psalm 1 says that we will be blessed when we meditate in His Word day and night. So find a scripture to meditate on this week. It could be Psalm 1 or it could be something else, another scripture that you like. Um, But find one to meditate on this week. Meditating on scriptures does not have to be this dramatic or lofty or elaborate thing. We can simply write out a verse or passage and put it somewhere that you can see it throughout the day. Hey, you know what could be a good idea is put it as your lock screen. Actually, you know what? I'm going to make a couple of lock screens and put them up on my story this week. And I'm going to make mine from Psalm 1. But if you have any requests, I might make a couple of extras too. But find a scripture, put it up as your lock screen or put it up somewhere you're going to see it and just think about it throughout the day. I think about scriptures when I'm driving from place to place or when I'm pumping the gas <laughs> or at the gas station or when I'm doing dishes. I just kind of think about this, whatever scriptures I was reading in my quiet time that day. So it doesn't have to be this really difficult thing. Just pick a scripture and meditate on it and watch as it changes your life. Another thing um, I want to add to this part of our, our quiet time is Think about being firmly planted. Are you planted in a local church? If not, I would recommend getting rooted in a local body of believers. 
it will build you up and encourage you in ways that would never happen on your own. And I know if you're listening to this, when this podcast comes out, we're still kind of in the middle of this whole COVID thing and we're not really able to gather in ways that we used to, but there's still ways that you can stay connected and rooted in a body of believers. And it's going to bring so much strength and encouragement to your life. Um, and the last part of this is, um, I would recommend that we follow Psalm one by staying by the streams of living water in scripture. Water is often a symbol of the Holy spirit. So we can stay continually refreshed by the streams of the Holy spirit. Um, and that's going to keep us thriving in every area of life. So let's end with a prayer. God Would you plant me like the tree in Psalm 1? I want to be rooted and grounded in the streams of living water so that I can bear fruit in every season of life. I know I can't do this on my own, and I trust in you to bear fruit through my life. Lord, forgive me for walking in the counsel of the wicked, standing in the path of sinners, and for sitting with scoffers. I don't lean on world systems to lead my life or my mindsets, but I lean on your word. I cling to your truth and I trust you with my life. Let your kingdom come and let your will be done in my life as it is in heaven. As I walk with you and trust your wisdom and your plan for me. Amen. I've had so much fun chatting with you guys about the will of God this week. And if you have any questions about this topic or you want to connect or find those really fun lock screens, you can find me on Instagram at jen.zetrauer. I will see you guys next time. Over and out.